John Scholes and alongside Lior Samfiru ready to go. The phone lines, of course, already open at uh, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. Call for the next half hour with your questions. Bring it on. Be part of the show. We'll try to get to a few emails throughout the, uh, the evening as well. The main topic, questions that your employer won't answer about termination and severance. Oh, but we will. That's coming up here in uh, just a moment. But first, the week that was, uh, what do you got going on, pal? Hey, Johnny. Great, of course, to be here. Great to be talking employment law and great to have this opportunity to talk to many of our fine listeners and try to uh, hopefully solve some problems. So if you're out there right now, didn't have the best of day, well, let's make tomorrow better. And it can start by you calling us right now and telling us what the issue is, what your boss did or didn't do what the ultimatum is that you were given, what the letter said that the company put in front of you. If it's a workplace issue, a workplace dilemma, I got your answers right here live. You can call into the show, get on the air, ask the question, and I'll give you that answer. And of course, beyond the show, I don't uh, go anywhere. You can reach me at the office, phone and email, so we can have an even more in-depth discussion and I can roll up my sleeves, get to work, and actually resolve that workplace problem that you're dealing with. So important, whether it's a wrongful dismissal, constructive dismissal, human rights, bullying, mistreated, you name it, there's answers and good laws. So this is the time uh, you can start off by calling us right now. But week there was, or case of the day, something that came across my desk. Now, John, uh, we've spoken before on the show on the idea with a fixed-term contract. So if you have a, a, you're an employee and you work for a specific period of time, six months, a year, two years, if your employer lets you go before that contract comes to an end, well, they still have to pay you the balance, even though you're not working anymore, which is pretty good. Well, a couple of times over the past few weeks, John, including uh, earlier today, uh, I dealt with this issue. This issue, this comes up often in the context of summer jobs. I spoke with a a young gentleman who was a university student who started working back in June in a summer job, summer position. He had agreed with the company that he'll be working right until the end of August because he's going back to school in September. Signed that agreement. Well, fast forward a few weeks later, company says, unfortunately, the funding that we uh, had got to cut off. We don't have the funding, so we're going to have to let you go right now. And because you've only worked for us for like three weeks, uh, we're not going to pay you anything. So he called me because why? He listens to the show and he knew that that doesn't sound right. And he wanted to know if he's owed anything. Well, guess what? That summer job is a fixed term contract. Right. It's summer, in this case, until the end of August. So because he was let go earlier, he was let go towards the end of June, they still have to pay him from all, for all of July and all of August. They have to pay him the difference, the balance of the contract, even though he's not working. So this actually happens quite often with summer jobs. If you agreed to a summer job and you were let go before uh, the, the, the job was supposed to end, you still have to get paid the balance in most cases. But of course, that doesn't just apply to summer jobs. You may have had a, a fixed term agreement for two years and you were let go two months into that. Well, guess what? You have to get paid the remaining of the two years. So very important to remember that that's even more of a reason to give me a call if you lose your job. You should always do that. Whether you're working part-time, full-time, fixed-term, permanent, doesn't matter. But certainly, if you're on a fixed-term contract, you may have very significant entitlements, so always pick up the phone and call. That's like a dream thing for a summer student. You know what I mean? You get, 
<laughs> rest of his summer is paid. Who knows what he's doing over the rest of the summer? But he, uh, he's got some money in the bank anyway, right? Yeah, he can go, uh, you know, Viking in uh, Prince Edward <laughs> County and uh, get paid while he's doing it. That's not a bad gig, but that's what the law provides. You know, if it's a fixed room contract, company can end it. Of course, they can let someone go, but sure. there's financial consequences. In this case, they have to pay the balance of the contract. And reaching out anytime, of course, one 821 5900 to do so and help at employmentlawyer.ca. You know, as we mentioned, uh, Lior, questions that an employer won't answer uh, about termination severance, either they don't want to or they don't know, but we get to them right here. You know, age, length of employment, position, that's, uh, you know, the golden three. We often talk about that when it comes to the pocket employment lawyer and the severance calculator. But uh, other factors go into determining how much severance an employee should get or how many is there? Yeah, so... so- your age or position and the length of your employment are the biggest factors that determine how much severance you are owed. But there's quite a few other factors. Really, anything that has to do with your ability to find another job is a factor that's going to impact your severance. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a medical condition, a disability. If because of that, it's going to be harder to look for work or it limits the types of jobs that you're able to do, well, that's going to mean more severance, of course, because it's going to take you long to find another job. Oh, maybe you're working in an industry where there's just not a lot of jobs, okay? And, and uh, because of that, it's going to be harder for you to find a job than someone else. Well, that means more severance. So really, anything at all that has to do with your employability and that, that affects your ability to find another job. Another thing is if you were recruited from another job. If you were recruited from another job and then you were let go shortly thereafter, you know, within a couple of years, then yeah, you're owed enhanced severance that recognizes your previous service. So oftentimes, you know, we're talking about things that your company may not tell you, that doesn't really want you to know. Company may say, well, no, you, you work here for two years, that means you get this much severance. Nonsense. There's a lot of other factors that impact your severance and can significantly increase it. So we have pocketemploymentlawyer.ca that uh, has our severance calculator. But honestly, for the most accurate and full assessment of what you wrote, best thing to do is to just uh, call my office. We'll get to more of those answers and questions here in uh, in a moment. But first, we'll take a short break, give you time to grab a phone and join us. 416-870-6400. Lots more. The Employment Law Show is on the way. Stand by. We are back at it. Good to have you along. you got plenty of time to uh, call us, talk to Lior with your questions. Now is the time to uh, to get that happening for sure, right? 416-870-6400 is how you go about doing that. In between, though, we're talking about the questions and answering them. About termination and severance you won't get from your workplace or your employer. How about the size of the company, Lior? Does it matter at all when it comes to how much severance someone is owed? Because a lot of people say, oh, you know, I work for a two-person company, so I don't get anything because I can't afford it. So, you know, if you ask your small employer, do you have to pay severance? How much severance do you have to pay me? They say, give me a second. They'll go on Google, and they'll come back 10 minutes <laughs> later and say, no, no, we just found out that because we're a small company, we don't have to pay severance. Well, guess what? That is completely wrong. That's false. That's simply not true. The size of the company or the size of the company's payroll is not relevant. It's not going to impact what your full termination entitlements are going to be. So yeah, whether you work for a company with two employees or 2,000 employees or really anything in between, you're going to be owed severance and it's going to be based on those factors that we talked about earlier, your age, your position, the length of your employment, etc. So severance is going to be paid up to two years of pay. Uh, and, you know, if you're uh, a, a manager uh, that's 50 years old, that's worked for two years, 
you're going to get the same amount of servants exactly whether you're working for a small company or a big company. So no, companies get this wrong all the time. Employees get this wrong all the time. So the size of the company doesn't matter. If you had a job and you lost that job, you're owed severance. And again, reaching out anytime after the show, guys, it's one 821 5900 And that website's absolutely free for you to use, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's built to make you smarter. There's all kinds of good things to read on there. It uh, doesn't require any membership, nothing to join. Just log on anonymously. You can lurk around there for hours, as a matter of fact, and have access to the uh, the severance calculator. How about, um, you know, does an employer have to have, let's say, a good reason in order to avoid paying severance? Because I, I know they'd love to, right? Yeah, and, and a company may tell you, well, no, it's really kind of our discretion, or if you do something wrong, we can let you go. No, it doesn't work that way. Not only does the company have to have a good reason, that reason has to be that you did something that's so bad, that it's just not possible to continue employing you. Only then can the company legally avoid paying you severance. What that means is that you may have made a mistake. You know, people make mistakes, we're all human, right? Right. You may have made a mistake. That does not allow the company to let you go without severance. They can still let you go, of course, because the company can let you go for any reason, most reasons, but they have to pay you severance. So there's a distinction between being fired for cause, in other words, not uh, getting severance, and being fired because you just did something wrong. The only time you can be fired for cause is if you did something very bad. You stole, you hit someone, you committed fraud, uh, or you've done something wrong for a long period of time and you were warned repeatedly. Maybe then can you be let go without severance. In most cases, John, I've seen this literally thousands of times, and this is not a figure of speech, literally thousands. An employer wanting or, or saying or thinking that it can let someone go uh, without severance, and in fact that ends up being a wrongful dismissal. How about the terms that uh, get everybody confused? Uh, you know, severance. We always use that term: severance, termination, pay, termination uh, in lieu of uh, in lieu of notice. Uh, do these are they all different things? Are they uh, basically the same color? So, you know, if you're uh, an academic or you're uh, an employment lawyer, you may read about the differences between those things, and and you can understand that. But here's why it does not matter. It really, really doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is what you are owed if you lose your job. Whether a part of that is uh, statutory severance and part of that is pay and due, who cares, right? What matters is what is the total you're owed. So generally speaking, we refer to that as severance, the amount that you're owed if you lose your job. So don't uh, spend time trying to figure out, well, what is termination pay? What is severance pay? What is pay? Yeah. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. What matters is what you are owed. If you're owed $30,000, does it matter if it's comprised of 5000 here, 15 there? No, it doesn't. So don't worry about that. When you hear me talk about severance, use that word severance, that refers to the amount that you're owed if you lose your job. So it can, it can get confusing. On this show, we don't confuse people. On this show, we make things simple, straightforward. So that's what the focus is. Severance, the amount you're owed if you lost your job. And again, you still got a good amount of time here to uh, to join us. Pick up a phone, 416-870-6400 is, uh, is how you do that. We always talk about, you know, before, and you've said it for years, over a decade on the show, before you sign any severance offer, let me see it, let me go through it. So we talk about people that should get help to negotiate that fair severance. But if they do that, they're thinking, oh, yeah, Lior, but I don't want to rock the boat coming to you. I might lose what's already on the table, yeah? So today, by the way, earlier today, this morning, I get contacted by a lady who was let go back in 2022 and was offered eight months after 16 years of service. She signed off on it. In fact, the company wanted her to sign within 24 hours, so she did. 
she came across our severance calculator and realized, holy cow, I'm owed more. So she called me, can you help me? No, I can't. And I had to tell her that uh, I, I can't help her because she signed off on that severance package, even though she was yeah. owed double, double. She was owed about 16 months severance, not the eight months that she was paid. So don't sign off on that severance letter. But people do ask me, well, you talk about negotiating severance and getting me more severance, but am I actually going to lose something? Am I going to lose the severance that they've offered me? The answer is no, you're not. And the reason for that is if you're owed more, you're going to get more. Here's the here's my example. John, you know the that, that money that I owe you, I owe you 100 bucks, right? Remember that. Well, uh, here's what I'm going to do because I'm feeling good. I'm going to offer you 25 bucks. <laughs> uh, so what do you think about that? Well, if I did that, you wouldn't be worried that you're going to lose the 25 bucks. You're going to say, no, you're going to have to pay me 100 because that's what you owe me. Uh, I would love to be able to get away with paying you 25 bucks if I owe you 100. Right. The company would love to be able to just pay what they've offered you because they owe you more. So, no, you're not going to lose what the company's offered you, but we have to negotiate this appropriately. You can't, well, you can, but it's not going to be effective to do it on your own. Let's do this right. Give me a call if you lost your job. Let's grab a call. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for hanging on for a moment. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Um, I've, I've heard recently on your show the term called frustration, and I've been on long-duration leave, and uh, my question is, if I recover, and I have checked, I am still employed by the company, the human resources told me, if I get better and go back, even after being on very long-duration leave, can they, even though I'm still employed, automatically raise the flag of frustration and then I have to take less severance than is due to me for six or seven years of service? No, by definition, no, by frustration def happens because you can't work, because you're not able to work. So it, that's the opposite of, hey, I've been cleared, I can come back to work. In fact, if you want to come back to work and they let you go instead, Forget about frustration. That potentially can be a human rights violation uh, unless there's a really, really good reason as to why they can't take you back. They've tried, they've looked, and there's nothing for you. Then they can let you go with full severance. But no, the only time they can say frustration and we don't have to pay you your full severance is if you've been gone a long time and there's no prospect of you coming back to work. So if you're able to go back to work, Chris, you have nothing to worry about. Okay, so what if they... Oh, okay, I get it. So... So they can't just fly that flag of frustration whenever they want just because they don't want to rehire me. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks, Chris. You bet, Chris. And if you have any further questions, you uh, you know what to do. You've heard the show before, right? one 821 5900 But you have time to call us here now, just like Chris did. Get those quick answers. It's simple, right? 416-870-6400. We're talking about some of the questions you have that you're not going to get answered by your employer. But uh, we're, on, we're, we're peeling back the onion, man. We're telling you all about it here, making it simple. Now, other than that number of months of severance, would people... Should be at this point familiar with uh, listening to the show, Leo. What else should an employee consider when they're looking at that that, uh, that severance offer? That'll that'll probably not be included in that offer, right? Exactly. So you know, oftentimes on the show we focus very much on the number of months of severance that you're owed. Mm -hmm. you're, you're owed six months. You're owed eighteen months, twenty-four months, uh, and and of course that's always the first thing one looks at. But the second thing, and equally as important, maybe even more important in some situation, it's what's included in it. So yes, the company is usually not going to forget about your base salary, and that's fine. But many people, maybe even most people, have some other components other than base salary. 
we have benefits perhaps. Maybe there's a bonus. Maybe there's a car allowance. Maybe there's stock options. Maybe there's commissions. So your severance has to include all components of your compensation. So if you're owed six months severance and the company says, yeah, yeah, we'll pay you six months, but six months of salary only, no, that's still a wrongful dismissal because they have to continue your benefits and pay you all the other components of your compensation for that severance period. So the number of months, yes, we look at that, but what's included in it equally as important. If you want to know if something has to be included, you simply ask yourself, would I have gotten that had I continued working? And if the answer is, yeah, of course I would have, then you have to get that as part of your severance. So don't accept severance just because the number of months seems to be okay. You have to make sure that you get paid on all your components of compensation. So it's basically the employer's duty to make you whole for the length of time of your severance, right? Exactly. It has to be. For, so if you're owed 12 months severance, it should be as if you had worked for 12 months. If you would have gotten a bonus or two bonuses during that period, you have to get that. If the company would have paid for your car, or, then they have to get that. If the company would have uh, given you uh, commissions because we and we know what you normally make, they have to include that. So everything to be made whole over that severance period. Let's get uh, Tony on the air here. Hey, Tony, how are you, pal? Uh, good, good. I hope you guys are too. So let me try to get this detailed as quickly as possible because it's kind of mm-hmm. complicated. We were bought by a private equity firm from the U.S. They, uh, they bought a bunch of companies. They realized that our, our Canadian company um, is kind of redundant. And so what they're trying to do is uh, uh, they're, 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 they're applying a, uh, a, a strategy of, of choking out as many people as possible making as much money as possible and letting the the, comp- the company kind of sunset itself. And what I'm trying to do is looking for another company in Canada that would purchase uh, our company. Would that get me fired without, without severance if they found out that I was trying to find another company that would buy, like they would offer to buy because we're very profitable. It's just that it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit their their um, business model. So they, they would rather kind of take a strategy of getting as much money as they can over the next few years and then close it out versus trying to sell it to another company. But so what, have- you, what you what you can't do, Tony, so so to be clear, is you can't go to anyone else and disclose confidential information. So here's our financial statements or, uh, or, or here's uh, how the, the company is doing financially or, or how it's operating its business. So if you're... Uh, if you know someone and you can say to them, hey, uh, you may want to call these guys to see if they're interested in selling, yeah, you can do that. But you cannot disclose confidential information in your efforts to do that. If you do disclose confidential information and the company you work for finds out, yeah, that could absolutely be cause. In fact, you could get sued uh, beyond just being fired for cause. But as long as you don't disclose confidential information, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. And if they let you go, they'll have to pay you severance. Okay, then yeah, as long as there's any, no sensitive information that, that switches hands, you're saying that that's safe. Yeah, absolutely. You can go talk to wherever you want and, and see if there's interest there. But again, not disclosing any information about the company that's not otherwise in the public record and the public domain. Uh, so, you know, be careful with that. Beyond that, you're absolutely fine. You're saying something to someone by saying the company's very profitable, uh, but I can't disclose any information. Is that too much information? Uh, I would not 
go into talking about the profitability of the company. You know, that's not something that they may want others to know. I, I don't know that that's a big sin, but I would still avoid that. I would probably, the best I would do is say, listen, there's a company here, there's an opportunity. You may want to reach out to so-and-so and discuss that with them. Beyond that, I don't know that I would do much more. Okay, so that language is, is perfect, what you just said. Like if, I say, if I can say that, that's safe. Okay, that is perfect. absolutely safe, yes. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it, pal. Any uh, further questions, uh, you know the route. It's one 821 5900 Let me get to this question here, Lior. Talking about severance back in the main topic. Do all employees get severance regardless whether they're full-time, part-time, junior employee, senior employee? What do you think? Great question. And, and you know, we're talking about things your employer may not really know how to answer or may not want to answer. And yeah. this is certainly one of them. You know, if you're a part-time employee, if you're a seasonal employee, uh, you may ask your employer, hey, do I get severance? And they may not know or they may say no. Well, that's not the case. It's really quite simple. If you had a job and you were working, you were an employee, you had a job. Now you don't. You were let go. You get severance. It's, I don't know that we can make it any clearer than that. So, yeah, part-time employees get severance. Uh, uh, full-time employees get severance. Junior employees, senior yeah. employees, employees that have worked for a short period of time, long period of time. Really what matters is did you have a job and lose it? So yes, severance has to get paid. Uh, and you'd be surprised, even if you're a part-time employee, even if you haven't worked a long time, you'd be surprised just how much severance the law says you should be getting. Let me get to a quick email from Bill. says, uh, I've been called into a meeting this coming Friday with the boss. I think they're going to try to uh, get rid of me, Lior. Can I do something about it? And, you know, I get questions like that from Bill quite often. You, you know, you call them to a meeting, you're pretty sure you know what's happening. You know, the HR is visiting from out of province, so they probably want to meet with you to, to let you go. Uh, and, and you're probably right. The, the reality is that there's nothing that you can do. If the company's going to let you go, they're going to let you go. And some people say, well, let me go off on a medical leave, give a doctor's note. Well, that's not going to change. Maybe it, maybe I'll delay it until you're back to work, but it's not going to change it. So the key here is to remember that the company does have a right to let you go. You may not have done anything wrong. You may have been a top employee, never had a complaint, good performance reviews. They can still let you go, but they have to pay you severance. So I would avoid trying to do something to, to complicate things. Let's make sure that you get what you're owed. Call me as soon as you have that severance paper. We'll make sure you get everything you're owed and you can move on and find a different job. And we are back at this again tomorrow, so thank you for the phone calls and input. We'll do it all over again starting at 6.30 with another edition of the Employment Law Show. So join us again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night.